0: Hi, this is Ask Mom RN with your host, Tamara Walker. I'm a mom of two, a pediatric registered nurse, and your friend. I give practical advice to raise a healthier, safer, and happier family. As a busy mom, you need to sleep and to get your child to go to sleep. So today, you're going to learn how you and your child can both get good rest and feel energized and happier. Now, I know what a struggle it is when you are a parent to get enough sleep. It seems like parents these days are just chronically sleep deprived. And unfortunately, a lot of our kids are too. And sleep is so important. It is crucial to our health. So we really need to work on getting good sleep, good rest, so that we can keep our bodies healthy and so that we can be the best that we can be as parents and our kids can be the best that they can be. Now, the National Institutes of Health suggest that school-aged children should be getting at least 10 hours of sleep daily. Teenagers need between 9 to 10 and a half hours of sleep, and adults should be getting 7 to 8 hours. But according to data from a National Health Interview Survey, nearly 30% of adults report an average of less than 6 hours of sleep per day. And in 2009, in the survey, only 31% of high school students reported getting at least eight hours of sleep on an average school night. And I've read lots of studies, lots of surveys, and it just seems like I said, we're all chronically sleep deprived. We're not getting enough sleep. And sleep deprivation can have serious consequences on our health. Sleep is crucial for your health and well-being and for your child's health and well-being. Not getting enough sleep can lead to all kinds of problems like poor concentration in school and at work, misbehavior, kids who are tired and cranky tend to act up, increased risk of disorders such as depression and ADHD, attention deficit hyperactivity disorder, moodiness, Increased risk for illness, because when your body's not getting enough rest, your immune system is not working at full strength, and so you are at more risk for getting sick. And the list just goes on and on. Sleep deprivation also puts you at risk for obesity and depression, There's so many, many reasons why we need good sleep. So bottom line is you and your kids need to get a good night's sleep and need to not be sleep deprived. So we're going to talk a little bit about how we can do that later on in the show. But First, I wanted to share a little bit of my own experience because I've been a mom for 25 years and believe me, I have been sleep deprived for a lot of that time. So I'm right there with you. I need these tips as much as anybody. I confess, I don't get enough sleep on a frequent basis. And it really can make you exhausted and it can cause you to really have problems. It Just with everyday activities and with work and with your kids, with school, and part of my sleep deprivation when I was a young mom came from my youngest child. Um, my youngest child, Noah, he's 22 years old now. But when he was born, I actually thought he was going to be a pretty good sleeper at first because the day he was born, that night, he actually slept for a few hours in a row. And the next day he was actually sleeping for long periods of time. I was actually having to wake him up to make him eat. And I was actually a little bit worried because usually a newborn does not sleep through the night and especially a brand new baby is going to be waking up very frequently for feeding. So I was a little concerned about, oh my gosh, this kid, all he wants to do is sleep. Um, Of course, he was pretty exhausted. We had quite the adventure with him being born. He was my kid that was born in a car and on the side of highway. That's a story for another day. But, you know, he had had quite the adventure. I can't blame him for being tired and needing his sleep. But this kid quickly went from being a kid that just wanted to sleep those first day or two to never wanting to sleep at all. He didn't want to take naps. He didn't want to sleep through the night. Even after he was past the newborn stage, it was a struggle, and it seemed like he was just afraid of missing out. It's like he, he just wanted to be awake and be up and, and explore, and sleep wasn't any fun for him, I guess. He just seemed like he didn't want to miss out. So it was exhausting. My husband and I were just constantly worn out. And I was doing daycare at the time. I had an an in home daycare. I had put my nursing career on hold so I could be home with my children. And at nap time, when I would put all the kids down to take a nap, I really needed that break and I needed to, you know, get the dishes done or get some housework done and and just have a little break for a little while from the kids. And this child, my youngest child, Noah, did not want to take naps, even at a very young age. He wanted to be up with mommy. So it was a struggle to get him to try to take a nap or even just lay down and be quiet and not wake up the other kids so that I could get other stuff done and have a little bit of a break. And this went on for literally for years. He, he did start sleeping through the night on a more frequent basis as he got a little bit older. But he was also my child who always wanted to sleep with me and my husband. Now, we had co-slept with our oldest child for a short time, And he was much easier about getting into, out of our bed and into his own bed and transitioning away from the co-sleeping. But my oldest child had also been in daycare for a little while while I was still working as a nurse. So he had had that experience of having to go to sleep in a crib or in his own bed. But my youngest child, it was almost impossible to get him out of our bed. And it became such a fight every night that we tried to, when we tried to transition him into his own toddler bed, and he never wanted to sleep in his crib. My son just never liked his crib, I guess, and just didn't want to sleep in his crib. He only wanted to be with us. But the problem was, is the older he got, you know, when he got to be a toddler. This kid tossed and turned and would kick in his sleep and throw his arm over your face in the middle of the night and, you know, whack you with his arm in the face. And boy, (laughs) that'll wake you up. And it's hard to get back to sleep after that. And one of us would end up having, he would turn sideways in the bed. And so one of us would end up having his head in our back and the other would have his feet in their back. It was not a pleasant situation and none of us were sleeping well. So it really took a lot of time and frustration and just, you know, prayers (laughs) to get this kid to finally get out of our bed and start sleeping in his own bed. And for that reason, I kind of regret that we ever did the co-sleeping in the first place. And I really don't recommend it. Um, looking back, you know, as a young mom, I thought, oh, our oldest, it was so easy to transition him. Yeah, no. After going through that with my youngest, I don't recommend co-sleeping. I think they need to be in their own bed from the get-go. But every kid is different, and so you have to do what you feel is best for your kid and for your family. So I'm not completely against it. My husband used to joke that we were going to have the only kid in college who was still sleeping in our bed. Now, fortunately, of course, that didn't happen. And our son is in college now, and he has a whole uh, apartment of his own, and he hasn't, you know, he quit sleeping in our bed probably around the age of three. We finally broke the co-sleeping and finally got him to stay in his bed all night. And we started getting a better night's sleep after that happened, thankfully. You know, sleep is so important. Like I said, it affects every aspect of our lives and it can dramatically impact your health and your child's health. So it's so important that you get a good night's sleep and that your child gets a good night's sleep. And when your kids aren't sleeping well, you sure aren't. And I know that you feel frustrated and exhausted, probably feel like you're about to lose your mind if you're not getting enough sleep. I've been there. I have felt that way so many times. And I know what you're thinking. You're thinking there's no hope, I'm too tired to try anything, and I'm never going to get enough sleep. You may feel like Dr. Seuss when he wrote, sleep is like the unicorn. It is rumored to exist, but I doubt I will see any. But I'm here to tell you there is hope. And I'm going to share my tips with you to help you manage your child's sleep and your own sleep so that you can both get a better night's rest and stop being so sleep deprived. As a busy mom, you need your sleep and you need your child to get their sleep. So here are some tips on how we're going to get our kids to get a better night's sleep. First of all, you need to realize that nagging your kids to go to bed or getting stressed out and yelling at your kids, go to bed, get ready for bed, brush your teeth, get your pajamas on. Getting stressed out raises your child's stress level. And when that happens, stress raises the cortisol levels in our bodies. And cortisol's, cortisol levels, is, it's a hormone, and it kind of gives you that fight-or-flight-mode feeling. When that cortisol is high, it puts you on alert. And that makes it really hard to get sleepy because your body is in fight-or-flight mode. So if you are spending your evenings stressed out because you're tired and you're exhausted and you just want your kids to go to bed, if you're getting all stressed out and you're stressing out your kids, that's just working against the body's response to getting sleepy. It's making it harder for your child to calm down and go to sleep. So it's really important to have a calm evening. Reduce that stress. Don't nag, don't yell. Create a bedtime routine so that you don't have to be nagging and yelling at your kids to get ready for bed. They know what they're supposed to do. So create a bedtime routine with your child. Have it written out, or if they're not old enough to read, you can put pictures of what they're supposed to do and at what time. And having a set bedtime routine that they do every night in order is going to help their minds to calm down. It's going to help their bodies to realize, hey, it's time to get sleepy. It's time to get ready for bed and to get ready to sleep. When you do the same thing each night and have that consistency, it really helps to train those sleep habits and makes it easier when they get into bed to fall asleep at night. Kids also need to be getting enough exercise during the day so that they're tired at night. If they are sitting at a school desk all day And then they're coming home and they're sitting in front of the TV or they're sitting playing on their tablets or their video games and they're not outside playing or getting enough exercise, then their bodies aren't going to really be tired at bedtime. So they need to be getting exercise during the day so that they can be tired at night. It's really important that kids have no caffeine. My kids were not allowed to have caffeine when they were little kids, Um, even up until they were teenagers. Um, We just kind of made it a rule that we didn't want them to have caffeine because there is no good reason for kids to have caffeine. And caffeine really interferes with sleep, especially in children, because their bodies are smaller. They're more sensitive to the effects of caffeine. You need to turn off the TV and all electronics, their tablets, their video games, all of that, at least two hours before bed because that blue light that comes from our electronic devices interferes with the natural melatonin production in our bodies. Melatonin is a hormone that helps to get us sleepy. And if our body is not making enough melatonin, then our bodies are not going to be as sleepy as they should when it's time to go to sleep. So turn off those electronics, turn off the television. And also those things are a stimulant in and of themselves, even without the blue light. Having your mind actively engaged in something it's a stimulant. It keeps you awake. So maybe read a book instead or something, you know, have a story time, something calming and soothing that can help your kids to relax. For my family, when our kids were young, we had, as part of their bedtime routine, we would read a story. Sometimes, you know, if it was a short book, we'd read a whole book. But as the kids got a little bit older, we would read novels. And so we'd read a chapter or two each night out loud. And it was great to have that family time together, but it also kind of set the tone of, okay, it's time to settle down, and we're gonna read the story together, and it's time to get sleepy. And then we'd talk about something good or funny that had happened to us that day. We would take turns sharing. And that set a really great tone for going to sleep because even if we had had a really stressful day or a bad day, it was something that we could look back on at night and find one good thing to think about or one funny thing that had happened that day. And it helped us to go to sleep in a better mood instead of focusing on the negative things but it happened that day. So you want to create a calm environment. You wanna turn off those electronics. You wanna make sure your kids are getting exercise during the day. You wanna have a bedtime routine. And you wanna to stick to that routine of having a set bedtime and a set wake up schedule. I know that can be a challenge on the weekends or if you have a school holiday, like spring break and Christmas break, you know, it can be a challenge to stay on schedule, but the more consistent you can be with that bedtime and that wake-up time, the better your sleep will be. It's also a good idea to make sure that your kids have a comfortable pillow, comfortable mattress, they have whatever they need to make them comfortable to go to sleep at night, whether it's their stuffed animals or a nightlight, whatever makes them not be afraid of the dark and not want to get up because they're not comfortable. You want to make sure that they're comfortable and everything's ready for them to sleep. You might need room darkening shades if you have street lights or other lights outside their window. It's a great idea too to lower the thermostat because studies have shown that a cooler temperature between 60 degrees to 67 degrees Fahrenheit is actually more conducive to helping the body sleep. If you're getting too warm at night, it's harder to sleep. Now as a mom, how do you get more sleep? Well, you're going to do a lot of the same things that you're going to do for your child. The tips that we just discussed for your child can work for you as well. So having a bedtime routine that trains your mind to know that, okay, now it's time to settle down and it's time to get sleepy will help you. Get off of the tablet or the phone or your laptop, turn off the TV at least an hour or two before bedtime so that those aren't interfering and keeping you awake. No caffeine for a few hours before bedtime. I know that's a challenge because I know a lot of us run on our caffeine and we love our caffeine and I confess, I am a caffeine addict. And I probably drink too much of it and I've tried to cut back But I have learned that I really have to limit myself on the caffeine in the late afternoon and the evening hours because caffeine can stay in your body for much longer than you may realize. According to sleepeducation.org, caffeine begins to affect your body very quickly. It reaches a peak level in your blood within about 30 to 60 minutes of consuming a caffeinated beverage has a half-life of three to five hours. And what a half-life means is that that is the time that it takes your body to eliminate half of the substance. And in this case, it'd be caffeine. But the remaining caffeine, that other half, can actually stay in your body for up to eight to 14 hours. Now, I was kind of shocked by that. That's a long time. So that caffeine that you're drinking in the early afternoon could actually still be in your body when you go to bed at night. And that could be enough to be interfering with your sleep. So be careful with the caffeine. And don't consume caffeine in the late afternoon in the evening. And I know when I've had too much caffeine in the evening, I pay for it and I end up having a lot of trouble sleeping, and I really regret it. So maybe try some herbal tea with no caffeine or something that can really help you to relax. Now, a lot of people think that, you know, a glass of wine or having some alcohol before bed helps them to calm down and go to sleep. I would caution you, though, because alcohol can help you fall asleep, but then it can actually be disruptive disruptive to your ability to stay asleep a lot of people aren't aware of that that if you have alcohol before you go to bed at night it can actually cause you to be more restless during your sleep and to wake up more during the night so you have to be very careful about that you also want to make sure that you have a comfortable pillow and a comfortable bed And if you're a side sleeper, you might want to get a, a pillow specially designed for side sleepers because it can really make a difference. If you're a back sleeper, same thing. You want to make sure that you are comfortable because if you're uncomfortable, you're going to be tossing and turning at night. Turn down the thermostat, like I said, to a cooler temperature. That can really help to keep you asleep at night. And if you have really young children that are still taking naps, if you have the ability to take a nap when they're taking a nap, do it. Because when, especially if you have a newborn or a young baby, you need all the rest you can get because you certainly aren't getting it at night. And so if you can take a nap, take it. As a busy mom, you need your sleep, and you need your kids to get to sleep. You really have to do whatever it takes to get sleep. It's so important. Now, this is my favorite part of the show, where I answer your questions in your emails. And I have a question here from Sally, and she writes, I have two children who are one year apart, back to back, And I have to deal with both children getting up several times in the night. When the youngest wakes up, she ends up waking up the oldest, and I get no sleep. It is always interrupted. I am so exhausted, and I feel sometimes like I am going crazy. Help. Oh, my goodness, Sally. My sister went through this with her two youngest children who are a year apart, and I know it is so frustrating, and it's exhausting. So I get it. I feel for you. And unfortunately, when they're very little, it's so difficult because the youngest one has to wake up to eat at night when they're really tiny. And then they're waking up the oldest. And it just seems like a never-ending cycle. But the truth is, is there are things that you can do to help make it easier for your kids and for you to get sleep. So maybe try some things like moving your, your youngest, uh, if they have their own room and it's near the oldest room or if they share a room. You know, it may be that you need to put your youngest child's crib in your bedroom for a while until they're sleeping through the night. And hopefully that could help keep them from waking up your oldest child. Do the tips that I talked about earlier with having a routine. Even babies can start to learn from having a routine every night to help them settle down and get ready to sleep. And it trains them to have those good sleep habits. So even if they're waking up during the night to feed or the oldest is getting woke up by the youngest, having that routine will start helping them to get into the habit of going to sleep easier at night and hopefully getting them to sleep more at night. Use all of those tips I spoke about earlier with making sure that the room is dark, making sure the temperature is cool enough, making sure that everything's comfortable and Good luck to you. I know that it's hard, and especially when they're very, very young, but they will outgrow it, and they will learn to sleep through the night eventually. Just hang in there, and if you're able to take naps, when they take naps, do it. So good luck to you, Sally. And if you're like Sally, use these tips that I spoke of earlier to help you and your child to get enough sleep at night because you deserve to get a good night's sleep and so does your child and you both need it desperately. Sleep is crucial to our health and to our well-being and for our child's health and their well-being. It affects every aspect of our lives. There's a poem that you I'm sure are very familiar with that I just love and sometimes we would say with our children at night And you may want to make it part of your routine with your kids. Now I lay me down to sleep. I pray the Lord my soul to keep. His love to guard me through the night and wake me in the morning's light. Now I lay me down to sleep. I pray the Lord my soul to keep. May the angels watch me through the night and keep me in their blessed sight. I want to thank you so much for joining us today. I love being able to share with you, and I want to hear from you. If you have questions that you would like for us to address on the show, if you have a topic idea that you want us to talk about or a guest suggestion, please send me an email at momrn at momrn.com and put Ask Mom R N question in the subject line. So that it stands out for me. And if you haven't connected with us on our Facebook page already, we would love to have you join us there at facebook.com forward slash Ask Mom show. And on Twitter, we're at momrn. You can always find us at momrn.com and keep up with the latest by signing up for our newsletter. We'd love to let you know what our uh, topics coming up on the podcast are and share information and advice and support and encouragement to help you raise healthier safer and happier kids again this is Tamara Walker you've been listening to ask mom rn join me next week we will be back with more great information to help you as a mom and to help your kids But thanks again for being with us and I look forward to being back with you next week